Last week it was Lemon versus Rita. Lemon, she went home. Left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. This week we're down to the fab final four. See what I did there? It's the penultimate episode of Candace Drag Race. Let's get into it. Yes, welcome to the Drag Race recap show for Canada's Drag Race Season 1, Episode 9, entitled The Snowball. Mm. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor, and I am Ben. You might know us from a little podcast called You're Welcome America, where we talk about British and American pop culture. We dis- discuss, dissect, we work out the UK or US equivalent. Go check that out. But you know what? We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about drag. We're here to talk about Canada, Fraser's favorite country that he's still never been to. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be the first place I go when this is all over, okay? I'm going to flee to Canada. <laughs> Deal. Okay, so in the episode this week, in the mini challenge, the queens must sing for a screen test for the fictional project, Oh, She Better Canada singing the national anthem in different styles and then for the maxi challenge the queens must walk in the snowball Ooh, oh, sorry, that, was just, that was just a chill that was just a frosty chill going down my back yay i love the ball challenge um, and on the main stage the category obviously is the snowball and um, scarlet bobo is named the winner of the challenge and the judges placed jimbo and rita in the bottom two. Mm. Oh my god and after a lipstick battle for their lives rita is told shantay you stay and jimbo is told to sashay away <laughs> you sound pained i was sad but um let's let's have a before we just quickly get into the the recap where are you (laughs) now i don't know if you can tell from the sound of my voice it's it's actually echoing off some exposed brick walls because this week i'm in the glamorous fabulous city of reno wow home of dolores van cartier's uh show at the beginning of sister act Right? I Look, I know that you only wanted to ask where I was just so you could bring up that <laughs> reference point. <laughs> you know, it's like my favorite movie, especially in that first two minutes where she's performing um, at the, the Moonlight Lounge. And she's literally like, heat wave. Good night, everybody. Heat wave. You don't give a shit. <laughs> very, wait, very quickly. Have I, have I ever told you my whoopee story? Uh, maybe i don't know okay, I'll, tell, tell me. I'll tell it real quick real quick she came on a show i worked on in the uk famously she hates flying so she got super drugged up to fly over she arrived from the yeah. airport really high and really drugged up i then she was hungry and she then walked with me to a vending machine to choose some crisps she then wanted yes. fish and chips i got them for her got the <laughs> fish and chips she didn't she didn't want to do a pre-interview fine she did the show she stormed it she was amazing on the way out, I was just chatting to her freely, and I said to her, do you know what, Whoopi? The other night, I was dancing around my kitchen to the Sister Act soundtrack. It's really wonderful. And she just looked up, up at me, smiled, and nodded, and then she left. <laughs> She's heard that one before, no doubt. Oh, she sure has, <laughs> from, a, from a young plucky gay. Right, let's get into Canada's Drag Race. Okay, okay. Should, I, should I cue us in with a music cue? Oh, Sure. Boom! Queens walk in. Right, it's the end of the final. Sorry, I. Do you see? I got. I got a little bit flabbergasted there. I got a little bit. That music really threw me off. So yeah, so they're they're back in the workroom after Lemon's gone, and it's Rita Bagger is going to read the mirror message. Should I do it as Rita? Oh yes, please. 
My top four, I love you. Je t'aime, c'est en France. I'm proud of you and you are all dumb and ugly. XOXO, Lemon. <laughs> Great mirror message. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Size. <laughs> so then they all like sit around and have a little chit chat as per usual. Um, now, the main crux of this scene is the fact that Scarlet hasn't won any challenges, well, any maxi challenges up until now. Question for you we're at the Fab Final Four. In any other season of Drag Race, has a queen got this far without having won a maxi challenge? That's a great question. I don't think so. But then mm. oh, I, I'm I'm gonna I, oh, you've really I'm I'm could you tell I've gone into the mainframe in my brain? I'm like <laughs> scanning files, accessing <laughs> season five. No, I'm trying to like I'm trying to think loading, I, I know that- loading, loading. <laughs> I know that there's like a there's definitely a prestige of of queens on Drag Race who have got to the final without doing a bottom two lip sync. I know that there's definitely like a a club of those girls. I don't know if anyone's got that far without winning a single challenge. That's a really good yeah. question. Well, because I'm, in this research, because basically Priyanka, she sort of goes through the stats at this point in the competition. Once again, Priyanka, producer's dream, just just you know, letting us know exactly where we are and what's going on. So she says that she's won two, Rita's won three, Jimbo has won one, and Scarlett has no wins, zero wins. <laughs> Yikes! So yeah, so if you're looking at it from like a mathematical. Uh, perspective then yeah it's scarlet's in the in the biggest amount of danger but that's not the way it went <laughs> mathematical perspective i've like i've like an image of like someone standing at like a, a board you know doing all the maths and like an equation and just being like you know back to you in the studio ben and fraser thank yeah. you for that <laughs> yeah the, carry the one but but yeah then but oh yeah but then boa she had to leave and oh yeah oh my god point three recurring point three recurring so you know just round it up no round it up yeah got it anything else in the scene just just the the sound effects department was back in full force where rita <laughs> rita just produced a, a like a bedazzled microphone from somewhere and just screamed this is my moment into it and the special effects department gave her like a mic sound and like a reverb effect on it which i really I was enjoyed gonna, I, I was gonna jump in with the word reverb but you got there you got in there <laughs> before me so thank you for that yeah it was it was lovely <laughs> so yeah that that set the scene for the for the the show basically um we're down to four let's do it the next day in the workroom now i don't know if she's doing this to trigger me but produce producer brie in the notes has written top four no final four <laughs> top need the alliteration can't oh. do top four that's not a phrase okay well, what's well what says it like top you can say top three you i'd say, say top three. three i'd say <laughs> final three <laughs> I didn't know you were the alliteration police over there. Fine. No, I would say three. Fine. Anyway, we've got the, we've got, we're down to the final four here. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're just very happy to be in the final four. Don't want to trigger you. And obviously we hear the siren <laughs> and Rue comes on with another, <laughs> another wildly ambiguous hail Queens. I hope you're having an Arctic blast because the more you snow, the more you blow. So far I'm thinking, they're talking about drugs. And in this competition, the winner takes Squall. I didn't look up Squall. That's a Canada oh, thing, squall. right? Squall, isn't that like a... Oh, it's like a wintry thing, isn't it? Yes, like yeah. a Squall. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So not a Canada thing, but a cold thing, which in turn is a Canada thing. Correct. 
I just want to just at this point, just warn everyone that Ben and I normally record in the morning. Um, so we're just kind of on coffee and just, you know, life. We're recording in the early evening at this point, and I am drinking wine. <laughs> oh? So if I'm even more loose than normal, it's because I'm drunk. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to give a liquid liquids update on my end from the Reno studio. I have a coffee in front of me, and I also have a, I can't even say it, a LaCroix as well. So what I've got flavor? caffeine, I've got bubbles, I've got passion fruit. Of course. Is that okay? Okay. So yeah, uh, Rue gives that cryptic message. Um, then Stace then, comes oh, in. I oh. mean, we should just say at this point, Stace wins the episode with this look. Well, actually, oh. she, she tops herself. She tops herself later on. I know. She looks so cool. Like just, again, like we've said this whole time about Stace, her looks don't even, it's not like a trend. It's not like anything. It was like a giant, like bra- a giant, like kind of puffy braid that like top, braid that came down the side and then basically like an army dress that had like seat belts safety belts mm. like attached to it like it technically was bad but like in reality was perfection she's I was truly cons- one of those people that can just do it sorry what, what was your concern i was gonna say i was concerned about the hanging seat belts just on behalf of the sound department because initially yeah. when she came out, I thought, uh-oh, that's going to cling and clank all over the joint. Yeah. But no, she was absolutely fine. I'm going to upgrade your description and say it was a military green. Okay. Not army, just the whole military. Exactly. Just military green. Yeah. <laughs> Don't single Shout out, out just, the- just the army. <laughs> Shout out to the yeah. Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, <laughs> the Navy SEALs. Um, I think I might have done that just shout, shout out to the troops. Okay, the great. Troops. <laughs> the troops. That's that double O my Scottish accent. Okay, so um, out comes Stace, and uh, she uh, introduces someone for the mini challenge. Oh. It's writer, producer, comedian Sabrina. And what was that? What was that Jaleese? surname? Jalise. Now. Out she comes. Now, all I can think of, she is basically like Canadian Broad City. That's her vibe. Yes, absolutely. She was she was giving me a little, um, you know, the girl. What's the actress from Arrested Development called as well? Uh, Ali Ali Shawkat. Oh God, I've really butchered her Don't name. Know. Don't know. She's, Don't know she's the one from Search Party. She's the girl from Search Party and um, and Arrested Development. Wait, which one is Search Party? Search Party. The main girl. She's the she's Search Party. The girl. Oh. The main one. Oh, oh, she plays Search. Yeah, she's Mrs. She search. Search. Party. Yeah, yeah she's she, Search. She, yeah, she had that kind of vibe. It was very like, <laughs> like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm just here to like just do some fucking comedy. Don't worry about it. No, she sure was. Okay, so the mini <laughs> challenge. Um, <laughs> You're not reading that. Reading that. Read that bit in parentheses that producer Bree put in the outline. <laughs> she said, "Why aren't you guys asked on for this one?" Go go go. Well, I think brilliant. the reason. The reason why there's only one thing stopping us, not the global pandemic. We're not qualified because Fraser hasn't been to Canada. Otherwise, no. otherwise we would have we would have been invited. That's like the qualification. You have to have at least been to Canada yeah. once. But if everyone so. wants to petition for us to do a similar role on the next season of Drag Race UK, I think we're already too late to do that. But I don't know. Skype us in, add it in. Who cares? We can do it anyway. Yeah. So she shuffles in in that suit to do the um, <laughs> to introduce. <laughs> Okay, look, I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe it's the wine that I've had. For some reason, she really rubbed me up the wrong way. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I just was like, oh, all right. 
Fine. I, I have to say, I feel similar. I'm like, everything you're saying is fun. Technically, this is all good. I know you, I know you are, you're one of our friends. Like you're part of the, you know, you, you're, you can hang with us all, but I don't love you. And that's yeah. fine. We don't have to love each other. Her jokes were solid as well. She made me laugh. She like came onto Stace. She like made those jokes about all the things that she does in LA now that she lives there. She, she was funny. I just was like, all right. <laughs> I think, do you know what I mean? I, do, you know what, do you know what I think? Anytime someone's introduced as someone who's moved to LA to do comedy, I'm like, oh, oh, danger zone. Yeah, I guess that's it. I just feel a little triggered and I'm, I'm a little kind of like, oh, I don't want to come and watch your improv show, Sabrina. Please don't make me. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, I guess I'll come, but there's going to be no one there and it's going to be so embarrassing. Okay, anyway, so that's us dragging Sabrina through the mud. Someone clearly way more successful than you and I. Okay, so what is the mini challenge? You tell me. Okay, the mini challenge is <clears throat> local chanteuse quick drag. <laughs> Love that, local chanteuse. Um, and they basically what they have to do is each sing um, for a fictional screen test for a fictional project. There's a lot of fictional going on. And um, yeah, they had to sing the Canadian National Anthem. And uh, Sabrina is essentially, she's going to shout out like different instructions and directions to them. Yeah, this was, first of all, just really quick, I have to say, I want to only ever be described as a local chanteuse from now on. <laughs> like, what? Like, please only introduce me as that on this podcast and our own and in life. Local chanteuse, Fraser like Razor. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. So good. Just you, you just, you were singing it like a Norwich stadium. Singing yeah. like, a, like I Am Beautiful by Christina Aguilera or something like that. <laughs> Did you catch uh, Rita when she was just like, chanteuse is a french word <laughs> did you hear that she just like said it it's a really like little throwaway moment she was like ah chanteuse i see you thank you very much but um yes this <laughs> what do you think of this mini challenge i was i was equal parts like entertained and exasperated at the same time i i hated the concept i thought they could have it was just slightly convoluted like even me trying to recap what the concept was i'm like this doesn't yeah. make sense but then actually watching it i'm like oh this is great because essentially yeah. they had to dress up as like a local chanteuse and in front of like a green screen of um of like a stadium sing the national anthem in different styles which is great i always struggle with anything to do with the national anthem in any in any country because i just find it very triggering also also just shout i don't know if you can hear that train that was just going past just just oh, sorry the reno shout, express just going past shout, your hotel exactly just shout out to that reno public transit you know there it is um <laughs> So yeah, okay. Why? What did you feel about this challenge? Yeah, I, I, it was. I had the same feeling where, it, as as it was starting, I was like, oh, it's a li- it was a little skit scat skadoodle for me. You know, I was just like, oh god, just another like very forced thing where everyone's doing like improv in, at a level that makes me cringe a little bit. Because again, I'm an improv uh, expert and teacher and you know star. So well, I, that's, I what was, you, what, that's what you moved to LA for. You moved to yeah. LA for your improv, didn't you? Yeah. A local chanteuse to uh, improv star so yeah so mm-hmm. it was a little i was a little worried but you're right i quite i liked the way it was just like okay so the premise is you're going to sing the national anthem and then old sabrina in her suit is just gonna like just give different it was like it was basically like an improv game where it was like you're doing this one thing and then i'm just going to keep shouting different things at you and you just have to adapt and like pivot and i guess maybe yeah. the way that i thought it worked because if i'd had to watch this skit scat skadoodle like back in the beginning it would have been so awful because there would have been you know some people that were really ghastly at it and some people that were really good at it yada 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 whereas i felt like for this it was like okay you know i know scarlet bobo is perhaps not the funniest person but like 
it felt like a strong set of people to do their little, I'm going to say it one final time, skit scat skadoodle. I concur. There were no, there were no bum notes, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Hey? Um, everyone was pretty strong. It was fun. And it, yeah, it felt like a game that you would watch on like Jimmy Fallon or something. Like Ariana Grande yes. would go into Jimmy Fallon and she would sing the national anthem and he would like turn a dial and it'd be like, oh, now you have to sing it in Spanish or something like that. Yeah. So no, let's 100%. go through it. So Sabrina and Stace, they were um, they were coaching them and they had to like, they were saying things like sing flat, sing with fear, you know, sing angry, do tongue pops, do underwater, fast, slow, all that kind of thing. So out trotted Jimbo. Now Jimbo was playing basically a real kind of like a dumb dodo of a, a promiscuous, gorgeous gal. Yes. Yeah, um, a and like a see-through whore. dress. Exactly. And they were, and, and, and um, Sabrina was like, yeah, there's a malfunction in your, 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 your co- costume. And she's like, no, there's no malfunction in this wardrobe. Like yeah, she, she, form. she said the dress came with a built-in wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction. And then that was That's her response, which I thought was, was, it was very smart. And then, my um, fav, my, yeah, my fave bit of Jimbo was like when he was doing fear and he was just like, <laughs> he was, really went for it. Well, he has, he, Jimbo has that, that upside down, like smile you know like a sad a sad smile that looks like an emoji where it you some people can do it some people can't wait you can literally do like a sad face and your lips your lips go upside down it's like a you know do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah (laughs) it's kind of like a like a sour like a sour face smile yeah it's literally the shape of a rainbow and some people can just do that with their mouth and i think jimbo does that so well I guess it's that clowning experience. And so I just think, yeah, anytime Jimbo gets to be expressive, it's funny. Speaking okay. of who was, not who funny, was next? <laughs> oh, Scarlett was next. Well, oh. She was, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be constructive because I do think that she has some very solid moments, but I just find her a little bit of a downer in these kind of challenges. Like I was, because they were obviously doing it in the way they edited it was just like this person, this person, this person. Every time it was her, my smile just like slightly fell off my face. You know, here's, here's the thing. Scarlet isn't funny. Scarlet's good, but she's not funny. And the character she was playing here was it was we've seen it before in the competitions very one yeah. note for her she's doing that kind of whole dumb ditzy thing like she was doing the other week on the the pageant remember yeah. and i was just like, i've seen this before it's not funny you're I, I don't think yeah she she doesn't have the comedy chops yeah she should move to la she should move to la and do one of your improv classes <laughs> she's she's like fierce not funny isn't she which is why she like probably excelled so well in this episode because it was a a, a ball a ball so it was kind of like a more of a looks kind of thing rather than although well we'll get to it because i think some people were fucking hilarious in the ball anyway uh who was next priyanka now, I don't remember a huge amount about Priyanka here. I feel like she, for me, very much came third in this yes. Um, yes. like in 100%. this uh, challenge. She wasn't great. She wasn't bad. She was somewhere in between. Like she's another funny she's she's an interesting one because I think she's really fun and she's got the ability to be funny, but she's not I don't know, she doesn't quite have the nuance that say like a Jimbo or a, a Rita Bagger has yeah. like sometimes she does like the other week she was doing her lip sync and it was the, it was the Ali X song or new yeah. fave queen where it's like, say yeah. hello. And she was doing that little hello wave. That I mean, that was yeah. great, but she just didn't have it here. Yeah. She's not so great at thinking on her feet, I guess is, is probably where she, you know, she struggles. Right. 
And then she's good at she's good at thinking on her feet, but not necessarily when it comes to comedy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who's well, next? And I can, I can teach her all that in uh, my improv one one class that I teach. Uh, next up is uh, Miss Bagger. She was playing a famous singer from Boucherville, and she looked great. <laughs> oh. Loved her. She she looked great. She was great. She was she was perfection in this. Just she made me laugh at every single turn. She was so funny. She she those big yellow glasses from like the early two thousands. She was just she was just amazing. Like I mean, when she was doing underwater, when she was like yes. kneeling just, and then falling asleep, and then Sabrina had to like pop over and wake her up. Like she, she just, went to yeah, town. She, she popped back up to sing. I thought that they put a sound effect on her doing underwater, but that's like a real, it's like a real weird talent to have to be able to sound like you're singing underwater. Oh, it was, it was so good. I also, it sounds so silly, but I really believed her character. Like I could imagine being, I mean, you can't imagine this because you haven't been to Canada yet, but let me tell you, I could imagine being in like a small town in Canada. I'm going to say like Regina. Don't know if you've ever heard of Regina. Okay. Yeah, it's a Saskatchewan. Yeah, they, stop, you're just saying words now. So imagine I'm in Regina and like the local sport game, don't know what sport they play there, but out trots the local Chanteuse and it's Rita Baga. And like she's she's kind of been doing it since 1987 and she sings a song and then it all goes wrong. Like I was there, I was with her. Yeah, you're, 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 you're 100% right, even though I don't know because I've never been to Canada. No, you haven't. Been too busy, <laughs> been too busy building up that... that um, Improv Empire, those classes, they really take it out of you. Okay, <laughs> so what what happened? So, um, Madame Bagger was announced the winner. Uh, she Rightfully won the mini so. She won a $1,000 gift certificate courtesy of Dirt Squirrel, or Dirt Squirrel, as everyone says, uh, in North America. Now, just need to just take a, a little, put a little flag in the sand here, drop that, um, what do you, drop that pin right yeah, now hit. so dirt squirrel we saw an image of some like you know it was like a setup in the studio props department i think they were quite busy that day because they didn't put a lot of effort into this or maybe it was up to the dirt squirrel ceo I'm not sure but we saw like two mannequin legs with some underwear got it and then in the background they're just like two fans as well my question <laughs> are the fans part of the dirt squirrel sort of like swag or was that just you know props thinking well we're going to dress this up a bit not sure. So I'm I'm just currently on the Dirt Squirrel uh, website right now. Great, 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 they great, sell great. Fans? Okay, so oh oh yeah, they do sell fans. Yeah, yeah, they do. Oh yeah, I I can I can confirm that they do. They you can get up. Well, do you know what? I don't want to give. <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we're not allowed to give promo because we're not really in in control of that. But I, I will say, if you go on the Dirt Squirrel website, I think you can buy like underwear and a fan like in a bundle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's lovely. Well, you've got to match your fan to your undies. Yeah. Oh, God. These, oh, some of these are really embarrassing. Okay, get off it. So have, that was that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, that was that. And then they announced the Maxi Challenge. And it's the snowball. Okay, can you, as the, the, the more of the veteran racer, veteran racer, tell me what's what's the big deal about the snowball? Okay, so... Obviously, from very early days of Drag Race, RuPaul, and they actually address it later on in this episode, but RuPaul kind of, you know, stole <laughs> stole a lot of things from the ball scene. And obviously, back in the day, no one really knew what that was. But obviously, with Pose and Legendary and just people generally 
and you know Paris is burning was the always the references in in Drag Race. Rue has been kind of transparent about that, especially Paris is burning being like this is basically what I based this whole thing on. So obviously a ball the ball challenge in Drag Race is very traditional in the sense that it's always three looks that they have to make themselves. And there's always then a kind of performance element as well on top of it, which they didn't do in this episode. In every regular American season of Drag Race, it always, the bald episode is like, they've had the money ball, which was like make outfits based on, you know, they gave them all this paper, like Monopoly money and coins and doubloons. And they made outfits from that. And then they have to do like a little dance. They always have to do like a fun little dance, which they actually, I'm surprised they didn't make them do. There was a year where there was, a dog themed ball, which was really fun. And they had to, um, they, they all got assigned a dog each and they had to make an outfit to match their dog. Oh, and, then that's they all had fun. To, and then they all had to dress as dogs and do this little kind of dog. It's, it's always, you know, that thing of, on drag race where they have the pre-recorded like female vocal and they have to lip sync along to it. There was, and they all get assigned little parts. There's always one of them too. So I was again, a little disappointed that I didn't get a performance, like a snow based performance, all of them together. But you know, I, I, I still can't complain because I love the ball challenge. I love it because it always comes at this point in the competition. So you're down to a, a, a really strong set of people. I like that it's design based, but it's also, there's always an executive realness element of it. And I love seeing them trying to bend the kind of executive realness category into each theme every time because it makes me laugh. This one was was amazing. It was like a holiday party, executive realness. They were like snow, Christmas, holiday party, done. So yeah, that's kind of a bit of a, a wider look at that. And basically, should I just quickly, I'll, I'll quickly run down the categories in this one, seeing as I haven't Please stopped do. talking. And thank you for that history. <laughs> Don't you worry. Uh, so yeah, so they have Sihi Ho in Executive Holiday Party Realness is the first category. Then Apre, the Apre Ski, which is the Icy Walk of Shame, which I think is, again, a genius category idea. And then um, the last look is the Ice Queen Eleganza made from essentially kind of a, a big bucket of shit that the pit crew brings out. Glittery winter shit. Do you concur yes, with that? Yes, and also, you're allowed, yeah, love that. And then also, they're allowed to use jewels from, was it LEG concepts or LAG? I, like, I was very I confused know. by that. I, I was know. like, leg, leg yeah. concepts? Yeah. Sure. Fabric from like wherever and jewels from this place and wear your own bra and your own shoes, but everything else has to be just from this, this kind of, I want to say wheelie bin. What do they say in, in America and North America? What do you call A dumpster. Dumpster. Got yeah, it. A dumpster Got full it. of Christmas like stuff. <laughs> dumpster full of Christmas shit. Okay. On that <laughs> note, let's take a break before we come back and we talk about it all a lot more. See you after this. <laughs> I'm going to pour some more wine. And we are back in time for a little bit of workroom action. We sure <laughs> are. Um, Sorry, I've, so, I've refreshed my wine, so everything's really taken a fun turn. Uh-oh, here we go. Okay, so <clears> we're <throat> in the workroom, and they're all prepping for the snowball. Now, bearing in mind, they each have to do three looks. So yeah. There's a lot that they need to do. Yeah. Now, in this... Uh, it, it, it's frustrating because Scarlett is like basically like, I can't sew. I can't sew. Once again, I'm going to say, if I were cast in Drag Race and they were like, okay, we start shooting in two weeks right now, I would hop on that Reno Express and I would go to like a sewing masterclass and just learn how to sew. I know. But, 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 never forget season six, 
Ben de la Creme won a design challenge all with hot glue. I know what. So, so, so she's so basically she's given everyone like the hope, basically. One hundred percent. Yeah, she's just insanely talented <laughs> in, in creative in a way that defies kind of the logic of life. So you know, she just got away with it. But I do think I like it was. I felt like Priyanka as she's the kind of voice of the season. She did a really. She made a really good point, which actually is never really articulated in that the look that you wear for the ball episode is the kind of the look where you find out if you've made it into the final. So it's always, it's very like iconic. There's a lot of iconic outfits over the years from drag race mm. of people finding out that they're in the, in the, you know, the final three. So I, I like that she kind of referenced that, you know, and then then went on to wear something pretty shit. <laughs> yeah. And this, and also like, I love, there was a great shot in the sequence of like Bobo when she was like moaning about not being able to sew and struggling. And she just had like a piece of paper with like, like a, a really crudely drawn outfit. And she was just blotting it with like a felt tip pen. Did you see that? Just like, <laughs> yeah. beep, beep, beep. She's like, this is my dress. <laughs> I know. And I'm watching a lot of Project Runway at the moment um, in my kind of off off time. So I felt very kind of, I was like, well, she, she needs to use her HP touchpad from 2009 that they use on Project, Project Runway that I'm watching. But anyway, I'll save that for my Project Runway recap podcast that I'm going to do at some point in my life. Anyway... I thought Rita did a good little little summation of the situation here where she was kind of talking about everyone's aesthetic. So she was saying uh, yes. Scarlet Bobo is kind of punk rock gothic, which I thought, fair enough. I'll give her that. Priyanka is like a glamorous pop star. I would say yes, but also like a young glamorous pop star. So kind of not, she's not like reached diva level yet. She's more like a young glamorous pop star who makes mistakes sometimes. And that Jimbo is extravagant and fashion forward. I'm going to question fashion forward, but I'm going to say she is extravagant and eye-catching. Um, so yeah, Priyanka, she's saying her final look is Beyonce inspired, which we're like, <laughs> okay. But I was like, that's promising. That's going to yeah, be glamorous. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, yeah. a showstopper. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm only laughing like that just because it's very like, I don't know, Beyonce inspired is just very funny. I was like... So you're thinking maybe early days House of Darion, Tina Knowles inspired because that's what I was getting. She no, I thought it was going to be very like <laughs> Sasha Fierce type type Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, she was. Def- that's definitely what her reference point was. But I was just being bitchy because I wanted to mention the House of Darion because <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> anyway, so yes, so she's she says all of that and then really <laughs> just. I, I like that Priyanka's kind of uh, self-aware enough to be like, oh, I'm just gluing stuff onto a corset, which is one of the worst things you can do on Drag Race. And then they obviously cut to Scarlett and Scarlett's like, she's just gluing things to a corset. That's never going to work. <laughs> she totally, made me laugh. Totally, totally. And also like, it, it looked shit. It didn't look good even like when she was making it. There was no like, oh, actually, I think she's going to be okay. It's like, no, this isn't going to be good. Yeah, she didn't do the, uh, my reference, the Ben de la Creme, you know, kind of glue gun masterpiece. It was more of like a, just gluing stuff onto a corset. Again, if I was there, I wouldn't even be able to glue stuff onto a corset. I'd be like just in the corner, like crying and rocking, wrapped in fabric from the fabric planet wall or wherever it's from. Anyway. And then then we also had Jimbo. There was a great moment. I don't know if you spotted this. Jimbo was like saying to Priyanka, have you ever been to an apres ski party before? And Priyanka was just like, when was the last time you saw a POC at the ski hill, bitch? Love that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's white people behavior. Oh, that really made me laugh. I was like, okay, I'm on board with that. I've also never been skiing and I'm a POC. So I, I hear what she's saying. 
anyway. I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to put it on you. But I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm glad you told us about your skiing experience. She's right. Skiing's for white people. Although mm, my brother, my brother had a lot of skiing experience because he, you know, was went to private school and basically had to be white to go to that private school. So I guess maybe. Maybe because I'm real and I didn't go to private school. That's why I never went skiing. I don't know. Like I said before on this podcast, I'm more like kind of real and like Jenny from the block. That's more my kind of vibe. So I don't know. When, when we when you go to Canada, let's go together and we'll go skiing. We'll we'll really just tick all the boxes. Oh God, I really I'm not ready for you to see me try and ski. I'm actually very scared of that idea. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Okay, okay, okay. So um, Stace comes in. She trots back in because, I mean, let's be honest, we want to see that military green outfit once again. Happy to see it again. I really like this point because seeing Stace do the the workroom walk around was just, there's a real warmth that she has with all of the girls. And you feel like they feel that same warmth. It's like a two-way street. So she's asking them a question which she has to ask because it's her job and it's like production and she has to ask the question, but it feels genuine her saying it and it feels their responses to her feel really genuine. And I don't know, I felt like she has like a special thing with every one of them. And even just that when she first walked into the workroom to, to announce like the mini challenge, they were all just like, yes, bitch, like you look fucking, you know what I mean? Just, she's just like, yeah, I know I look great. And they're all just like, I know it's that perfect. It's that perfect kind of, uh, relationship of like gay gay men and like a glamorous woman but also I don't know do, do you know what I mean it was just everything totally I just really feel that dynamic with her and the and the contestants it's just uh, a lovely a lovely thing it's anyway. like you're it's basically like their cool sis was coming around to give them some attention and they're all like yes and it's like you're so cool and I respect you but also you're lovely and let's just have yeah. a chit chat yeah, and there's just like hugs and like genuine moments. I don't know. I just think Stace is just such a fucking. Oh, she's just really, uh, uh, just so good. I was literally lost for words. <laughs> okay, so first of all, so you talk, you talk. So I'm first drunk. of all, first of all, uh, Stace she pops over to see Rita, um, and Rita's like, you know, she's humbled, but she's not surprised that she's in the final four. Um, and she's going to sort of go for a punk look for her final look, which for me was, uh, alarm bells. I have to say mm-hmm. at this point, yes. you know, yes. like what, what are you, what are you doing with that, that punk look? I'm yeah, not, not yeah. happy. About I also it. did not see an element of punk in it, but we, we'll get to that. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was punk because it didn't adhere to the theme at all. Hmm. <laughs> maybe it was like the TV show punked. And she was punking us all. Got it. Cross promo. Um, so then, you know, Stace was asking, you know, what, what would it mean to you if you won? And, and Rita, you know, lent into the fact that, you know, she could be the first French speaking queen, you know, to win. Um, yeah. And, you know, she's really been working at it for, for a solid 13 years. Um, yeah. And, you know, and everything she said, I was like, bar the punk thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm all on board. Yeah. Totally here. You have been working hard. You're seasoned. Uh, I want you to yeah, win. I want you to do well. Yeah. She's seasoned, but not, old totally. she's like se- seasoned and fresh which is a magical combination on drag race she's basically she's ready like, yeah it's the perfect time and she also like you know she thanked stace for her notes you know she was saying thank you for telling me to work you know stand like this instead of standing like this um and i you know once again that that really just strengthened the whole like stace sisterhood yeah and then next was priyanka which i loved this little chat too i just 
again, just very honest. And Priyanka was just like, oh, God, you know, I'm kind of known for like comedy and I bombed like the improv challenges, which was so embarrassing, you know, and then I like that she talks about, you know, the fact that she's, you know, she's wants to represent like queer POCs, which I think is just such a, you know, she has a point. And, you know, that's something that, you know, American drag races kind of had to really course correct in recent kind of years is just being like, mm. this is a show based on like the ball scene, which is for, you know, was, was from queer POC people. So it's like, yeah, I just appreciated that. I also just said POC people, which doesn't make any sense. That's people of color people. <laughs> Listen, I'm a POC. I could do whatever I want. Don't question me. How dare you? <laughs> uh, okay. Next up was Scarlet Bobo. That was me just sighing and moving on. I'm like, I'm just going to let you be and yep. move on. Okay. Scarlet Bobo. Um, you know, she, now I have to say, this is when I thought Scarlet, but because going into this episode, I was like, Scarlet Bobo's going home. Let's be honest, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, here she's talking to Stace and she says that she appreciates using her platform to elevate non-binary queens and drag ki- drag kings. And when she was coming up, she didn't have anyone to sort of look up to or talk to because she had a shitty childhood and drag really yeah. helped her. So she wanted to sort of give, you know, other people someone to to look up to and someone to reach out to and someone to relate to in terms of drag yeah yeah and and i think that talking about non-binary and you know trans um contestants and all that stuff is definitely like a hot button issue when it comes to drag race because it's still you know they've they've only the only contestants they've had that identify as like trans are contestants that have come back for all stars or after they've been on the show you know and not not talked about that journey so i think that's definitely a pressure that drag race is under to do that representation so i think it was it was you know a good thing for her to talk about and saying that's what she represents outside of the show too so again and it just like the queens it doesn't make a difference so you know i don't want to get on my high horse about it but there's just so many like you just have to be i hate to use this word because you know i I can't pull it off but you just have to be like fierce fierce i'm too embarrassed to even say it i thought you were going to say woke no fierce. I was just saying, like the only the only criteria to be on the show is to be fierce and uh, like amazing. It doesn't matter, you know. Anyway, I won't go down that. Qu- question for you: While we're talking yeah. about really really important things, Scarlet Bobo's hair is it similar to how I've been cutting my hair recently with a beard trimmer? <laughs> just chokes on my whispering angel rosé. Yeah, that's right. I pay for the expensive stuff. Um, okay fair enough i mean listen we're all represented in this episode i i am rita bagger just shaving my head because i'm bald so you know so <laughs> Our so, quarantine okay, great. Show. <laughs> represented great love that oh my god okay who was who was next if you recovered from that whispering angel is she tickling your neck she's good the, 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 she's whispered to me and she's told me to talk about jimbo jimbo Okay, so Jimbo, Jimbo, she sort of tells Stace, you know, she's not surprised she's in the top four. She definitely has a sense of confidence about her. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm fair enough. She's like, I'm here and I think I am I deserve to win and I'm going to do it. It's a little bit like, uh, it reminds me of like Gigi Good, that level of confidence. Like, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm really good and I can win this. And I, and I, you know, I totally respect that. But it, it also is always wrong. a bit of a danger. It's a bit of a danger yeah. saying that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. It, it, it's, it's, she has every right to say that, but in, in a in real life, but in a TV show sense, it's a tricky thing to say because it's in that classic TV reality show formula. Like that's a, 
having confidence is always <laughs> having overconfidence is always like a it's seen as a, a bad thing even though it's like actually you just know that you're good at what you do but you know they got a they got a good with this one didn't they <laughs> this week now, this was the part of the show uh well also just just give another shout out to um jimbo here uh you know she talked a lot about how she doesn't really rehearse and she does a lot of kind of just improv i mean she may have learned that from you you tell me um but you know that was kind of her that was kind of her thing um and yeah that was just just shout out to to jimbo's clowning clowning roots also at this point i've I've completely forgot about this jimbo asked stace to help (laughs) Yeah. And she says, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, it's I great. wear the clothes. I don't make them. Was that your Stace impression? That was. <laughs> I wear the clothes. I don't make them. Her voice is something oh, else. You gorgeous. know, you know, I love me a husky woman. A husky oh. voiced woman is like my, oh my God. It's like, uh, like Selena Gomez or um, what was that girl from One Tree Hill called? Sophia Bush. Oh, just... <laughs> Oh, like Luann from Real Housewives of New York. I, I will, I will literally throw myself like down in the street in front of a woman who has a, a husky speaking voice. It turns me on more than anything in the world. Just, anyway, just crack open a crack open a bottle of Whispering Angel with them and just have a have a night of it. I'll just hear them talk at me in their husky voice. I think I would literally die of if like Sophia Bush just talked at me over some Whispering Angel with her husky voice. I do think I would be dead. Anyway, speaking of none of the things that we've talked about. This is where they announce this week's guest host, and it is none other than Michelle motherfucking Visage. This set, this set like a real tundra of emotion and terror through yeah. the workroom. They were all like, fuck. This was weird. <laughs> I, this was weird for me because it kind of made me think. I don't know. It's for, I think it's important that she came on the show and it was, it's a great idea, but it also kind of made me, it made it look like Canada, like, bearing in mind, Michelle's on every episode of American Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And then on this, she's coming on for one episode and they all lose their shit. Yeah. I was like, it kind of, it made Canada's Drag Race look a bit shit. I, okay. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I do, I, I kind of know what you're getting at. I, I felt like it was like, oh, to be like, oh, Michelle's deigned to come and do a, one episode of our show, which has finally validated it. But it's like, yeah. well, it's like, listen, all these fucking, who knows, have turned up every week. You know, your, 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 your boo from Shadowhunters, that terrible person, he turned up. And I'm, I still think that, it, you know, the show's great. So, it, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, it, on one hand, it's great because it's like, yeah, she's a staple. She's part of the franchise. She's part of the show. She's like a core person. But it's like, look, if you're not going to just show up for the show, then don't show up at all. Yeah, it's a bit like, I, I think they've so far done a really good job at being Canada-centric and making it yes. their own thing. And then it was like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I felt weird about it. Although it I was excited knowing that, you know, look, she's very good at her job and she's going to yeah. give great critiques. Well, it, it was. it's kind of like, I feel like if you want to pull that trick out of your bag, do it for the final, maybe, because it's kind of, you know... It, it, that, that would be just the kind of cherry on top of the whole thing. But then again, the final is always you know, like just like family. That's what they do on, on kind of American drag race. They're always just like, Oh, it's just family. No guests, no guests, no guests. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do about the guests next week, because it's an empty slot. I mean, well, we know who we, we know who we want to put in that seat, but we know, Trace. but we already know Well, Trace is in that seat. We've we saw a clip, like a little teaser of next week's episode. It is indeed oh. Trace. 
<laughs> I, do, I don't think I watched the teaser. Well, fuck me sideways. Okay, well, there we go. Yeah. Predicted and, and. Oh, Just she's the best. Tra- Trace is, Trace is the best and Trace is back. Okay, back yeah. to this episode, though. Yes. Back to the prep. So the icy tundra of Michelle's oncoming uh, visit has, is rippling through the, the workroom to create the already, to make the already chilly studio just, I don't know, minus temperatures. <laughs> okay, so next day, uh, we're back and it's the Maxi Challenge preps. They start doing all their makeup, okay? Yeah. Uh, although, just give a shout out that, you know, obviously now that they know Michelle's coming, um, uh who's well priyanka's pretty worried because she's like oh crap i'm doing a i'm doing exactly what you know michelle's <laughs> gonna attack me for yeah exactly she's like fuck i'm making she's like i'm pinning things onto a body seat this is exactly what michelle hates but you know i think she's in that position where she just she knows this is what's happening and she's just gonna have to fucking go with it you know she's gonna do it okay then, so the maxi challenge prep yes Hang on, I'm just reading that note and I can't remember what, what she's what note about Rita having spider webs on her ass. We don't know. We think we think we think producer Brie has just I don't know, I think she's been doing the whispering angel because she's just written oh, Rita has spider webs on her ass. It was to do with um it, I, okay, I, I understand what I remember what's happening now. It's when <laughs> it's when Jimbo was shaving Rita's head. And then Jimbo was like, Oh, you want me to shave anywhere else on you? You want me to shave your ass? And then that's when Rita was like, she's like, I do not shave my ass. I have spider webs on my ass. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that reconstruction. You took me right back. You're welcome. So at this point, at this point of the, the competition, they're all doing their makeup and we get a lovely bit of backstory about Rita. Rita's oh. talking about her dad being her number one fan, despite the fact that, you know, he's a CEO of a construction company. So you might not think it, but they have that beautiful picture of Rita and her dad, who's just this guy, just this guy with a beard who's there just fully supporting his daughter. Uh, that was just, I think, I feel like for, sometimes I get a little bit annoyed with Drag Race when they do this, when it's like a, you know, a 19 year old queen and they're like, oh, they're like, oh, my mom like supports me. And it's like, well, yeah, of course they do. It's like 2020, like calm down. But which is, again, this is me coming from a jaded, a jaded like 30 something point. But to hear someone like Rita, who's more in our kind of age bracket, to me, oh god, that sounds really harsh to say. It has more impact because I don't want to take anyone else's experience away from them. But no, but I, I guess I hear you. I guess what you're it's a, it's, yeah. it's a what, big deal. It's a different generation. It's to yeah. to to know that that older generation could be getting that support from an early age is just very heartwarming. Yeah, because it's just you know that like Rita Bagger's dad is not like someone who's 19 on the show's dad who's going to be like oh of course i've I've like vaguely heard of drag race and i kind of I, I do actually understand what drag is it's like he's going to be from the world where he has absolutely no idea what rita's talking about when she's saying she's going to go and do a drag gig and you know i did think in that one flash of that picture they showed of him that <laughs> i think Uh-oh. i feel like i was like no no no. i was just gonna say he just i was like he looked like he could be like an older gay guy at like a you know <laughs> like a night in palm springs i was like well there you go Oh my god! It sounds like I'm trying to out Rita Baggett's dad. I it does. Think, it really, I really should, does. Stop I that. Stop we that now. <laughs> okay, I'm out of up, control. We've got Scarlett. We've got Scarlett, and uh, she's talking about her mum being her best friend, um, and a lot of pictures together of the two of them. Yeah. And growing up, you know, he's already referred to earlier on in the episode. Stad- stepdad was abusive and alcoholic. Um, that was horrible. Oh, I know. Oh. 
Um, and yeah, he basically wants to win so he can take care of his mom for the rest of her life. Yeah, that was sad. I, I, I think it was, a, I do think it was a little that, that maybe this, maybe this is an edit thing and maybe this is, uh, maybe this is me being too kind of conspiracy theory or maybe this is just exactly what Jimbo did. But I thought it was strange that they, you know, Rita Bagger opened up about something and then Scarlett opened up about something and then Jimbo was, cause this is all, this all came from a question of like, who's rooting for you from home. And then Jimbo kind of, it was a joke, but she was just like, Oh, you know, people in Vancouver Island, you know, everyone in, you know, British Columbia, Kitchener, Waterloo, people of London, fans across Canada, the world. And I know he turned it into a joke, but I, I wanted to hear, maybe it's just cause I wanted to know who he had like rooting for him. Cause I think the other two were being so genuine. So I don't mm. know. Actually, yeah, we had much of Jimbo's backstory throughout the season. I can't remember. Oh, not really? No. Not really. He's been very like guarded. Would, yeah, you'd feel like this would be the moment, particularly because he ends up going in this episode. This would be the time. Maybe, maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe he's yeah. not. That's, maybe that's totally his. It's totally his right. And I guess sometimes going into like a TV show, especially one like this, you know they're going to just want to pry like every story of a dead relative or every story of this or every story of that out of you. So maybe Jimbo just didn't want to. Just didn't want to do that. Yeah, it also just feels like Jimbo is a bit older, a bit more mature, and just very, very focused. Like, totally knows who he is and is just going for it. Like, he's really bulldozing his way through the competition in many ways. So he's just like, it's almost like to him, sharing that isn't, and again, I'm just guessing, maybe sharing that just isn't important or isn't part of what, you know, of his his drag story. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, also in this section, you talked about it before, um, Priyanka and Rita, they start, you know, talking about ballroom culture. And and I I get it. This is kind of a bit of a moment to um, give a bit of history. And um, yeah, just to sort of like help train, a sense, patronizing. But to help, you know, we're in season one of Drag Race Canada. Maybe there are some people watching Drag Race for the first time, helping just to give everyone a bit of the backstory. Yeah, I think, and I think actually this is the most kind of blatant, blatant kind of, referencing to it that that's ha- ever happened on drag race before where Priyanka's literally like oh, and all of them actually they're literally like every phrase that we use on this show and everything that we talk about in our own culture is derived from the ball scene and they went out of their way all of them to to explicitly mention that the ball culture came from marginalized people of color and like marginalized people of color trans people just like and i i i think it's actually pretty amazing because american drag race has become so kind of you know, just such a, like a machine and a juggernaut that they don't ever stop really to dial back and talk about why things happen on the show anymore. Cause it's just like this steamroller. So I thought it was a really smart choice of, of, of all of them to talk about it and to let that stay in the episode and just kind of, yeah. Cause you're right. Cause it's like, I, I know that people aren't, you know, drag race Canada might be some people's first drag race viewing, but like even just the young people that watch the show, it's just a good thing to always remind them that it comes from this. And, you know, like I said, with pose and legendary, I think that that is actually getting a lot more of a, a spotlight on it, but it's important that they referenced it again, you know, especially, <laughs> Oh God, I love legendary, even though I had no idea what was happening in every episode. No clue. <laughs> I, it looked, it, it it looked great though. Looked and sounded great. No idea oh what happened. Okay. <laughs> Next. Uh, also, in the end of the scene, Jimbo is talking. Like, she's not happy with her makeup. This was a moment where I was like, I, I, we've talked about it before. It made me feel Uh-oh. really nervous. Because it's that yeah. thing of like, it's too late. It's too late. I've got to I've yeah. got to keep on. I've got like 45 minutes left and I can't start again. I just need to do it. And, y- you know, 
I think one of the queens later on says like, it's weird. Your, your, your makeup's meant to get better throughout the competition, but Jimbo's is kind of getting worse. Ooh. I felt like Trevor in the force at that point. I don't know about you. Mm, I definitely felt like a ripple in the, the space time continuum. Yeah. I was um, like, Oh my God, I'm unsettled. <laughs> yeah. We're at a crossroads. And then essentially Priyanka says, you, you know, when it comes to Michelle, M- Michelle Visage, you can run, but you can't hide. And she should know because she's about to wear a corset on the main stage. <laughs> oh my God. The main stage. Okay. Let's do a quick, a quick kind of dun, 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 dun. let's do a quick, just a quick rundown of everyone's looks. Okay. Um, Jeffrey, Jeff, let's talk about Jeff real quick. He was in like a jacket that I wasn't too fond of but i did like when he got up and turned around and it just said legendary children on it i appreciated that yeah, he did it. and also like culture. yeah and then we also had um brooklyn a brooklyn good outfit a bit forgettable for me nothing major going on it's tough to, it's tough to come off of the back of the orange the giant orange wig the poison ivy look from last week i guess maybe mm. that's why it was a little bit of a step down but it's like a step down from greatness to like less greatness i don't know and then you know i'm talking of talking of great great greatness great 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 oh. greatness standing beside oh. him was amazing amazing uh stace where she's kind oh. of looking like a, a late 90s music video vixen in red yeah. pvc and she's done yeah. those kind of like those mel like b. very mel b scary yeah. spice little like buns all over her head i don't know the official word for it but it's very late 90s love it oh it was just perfection another little for stace as always and then old M- mv came out in her kind of madonna like kind of vogue-esque kind of look which i enjoyed it was it was yeah. clean and concise i felt it like she came nice. in it's like she was like well i'm in she's like i'm gonna be coming into this i'm gonna do like a ceo kind of yes bad bad look you know where it's like i'm gonna be i'm just this like bad bitch which i appreciated i liked it I thought I loved her slick hair and makeup. She she looked like she had just been sort of like, she'd just been in town doing drag business. And while she was here, she was popping off to a meeting and that meeting just happened to be judging a drag race Canada. <laughs> in Canada doing drag business. <laughs> She's like, I just caught the red eye from Saskatchewan and I'm here to do some drag business. <laughs> Gotta mention Saskatchewan as always. Okay, should we get into the uh, Lukes? The Lukes, the Lukes? Let's do it. Who was up first? No, we're, okay. we're, 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 Got excited. We've got three looks in the snowball, <laughs> yeah, don't we? What's, gonna, the, what's the first look? I was going to announce the category. Category is executive holiday realness. Okay. So <laughs> Jimbo came out and did like a like an 80s, like an 80s businesswoman who's so drunk at the office party that her clothes are falling off. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she had that she kind was of like great. Christmas lingerie underneath, which I thought was really fun. I loved it. She did like, yeah, she did a great reveal again like that. She had a character. I didn't care about what was going on with her makeup. She just had the whole thing going and I got it and I believed it. Yeah, we were, we were in safe hands. I relaxed. I had a good time. Then um, Madame Bagger came out and she, this was a tough, this is a tough look. It was, it was very like, I just didn't get it. I mean, the judges talk about it later, but it didn't feel like it was on theme. It looked like she should have been doing reveal. It was like a long purple outfit. She had comedy pink glasses on big hair. I was like, wait, what is this? Have you like, have you walked onto the wrong episode? Yeah. It was like, I I, I guess she was trying to do like an office worker kind of like look, but it, yeah, it all felt very, it felt pulled from different reference points. And I, you know, she had like the name tag on and I was like, okay, you could lean into that. Like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Karen from Human Resources. 
and do that as a look. But she, yeah, there was just a few too many reference points that were confusing. So that one was a little bit of a, a question mark, I would say. Yeah. But, yeah. I, 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 I get it. Like if she'd come out and her thing had been like, I hate Christmas. And like yeah. she was pissed off that she was at the, the work Christmas party. I would have got that. Tell you who was not pissed off at being the work Christmas party. It was Priyanka. <laughs> so out she trotted, oh. basically dressed as a Christmas tree, having a total good time. And I loved how fat, like one eye was green, one eye was red. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so fun. It, like lights around her neck. Like she was just the gal in the office who lived for Christmas. And this was yeah. her night. This, this was she, her time. She was carried from human resources, but like, yeah, like unleashed. She was like, oh, Karen, Karen in Human Resources waits for the office Christmas party every year. It's like the one night that she gets to be like the star of the company. And she goes like all out. And she played that character to like a perfect T. Oh, she was mm-hmm. perfection in that little moment. Absolutely. Then, then we had um, one of the Trumps coming out. Was it maybe like a, an Ivanka? <laughs> It was kind of a, let's be kind and say it was more of a Patsy from AbFab reference because I don't think anyone would appreciate being Ivanka. But Patsy Stone was like, wasn't the inspiration Ivanka Trump, Ivanka Trump? I I mean, who knows? Maybe. But yeah, this was Scarlett Bobo. Ivana Trump. Ivana Trump, that's the one. So Scarlett Bobo was dressed in like a um, a slightly confused um, newspaper print suit great fit though and they had sparkles yeah. underneath she was being very very like upscale ceo who was like yeah. throwing money around and just like you know I, I got it it didn't quite read christmas party but i believed the the character and she was setting fire to money she had a real like my first magic set kind of trick didn't she remember that yeah it no, was but it was that, that. It, 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 she was basically she had some like money and she was she kind of set fire to it with one of those like um they're the, oh god i'm trying to think about some of those terrible like magic shows i worked on they're like those things that you like it's like you almost like a click thing and it kind of it's like a little igniter and you can ignite like the the touch paper stuff she she basically was doing like a little magic trick and it was her and she was, she was saying she was burning the burning the bonuses because she was like a mean boss oh, that was her right, whole thing that's right I, yeah. I did appreciate that did appreciate that yeah okay next up the next the next category was apre the apre ski the icy walk of shame great category i said that earlier but i'll say it again such a good idea just like oh do like a glamorous look that's falling apart very funny just to flag actually referring back to absolutely fabulous when you're talking about patsy there's that great episode where they go skiing and Mm. and they they trot off one evening to go for like a boozy night out and it's very much this kind of look uh just i'm gonna just do a real quick moment but they do that real reference to Ivanka Trump in the very early days of AbFab. Do you remember they're looking through Hello Magazine and Bubbles like, oh, who's that? And Patsy just goes, that's Ivanka Trump. Like she's really pleased with herself because she looks like her. Anyway, I've been going on an AbFab deep dive during uh, lockdown, quarantine, COVID, and it is glorious. And I recommend that everybody does it. We will definitely do an AbFab special in your Welcome America at some point. Our (laughs) other podcasts do tune in. Just teasing it. Who knows when we'll do it, but it'll happen. Okay, first up in Apri the Apri Ski was Jimbo. Yes, this was fun. I liked this look. I liked that she'd stuck all her eyelashes all over her face. And she had that that really, like, shocking blue fur over that very, which I loved the kind of rainbow. It was like a rainbow ski outfit, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of like a, a rainbow ski yeti look. You yeah, know? very. Like, yeah, I, I totally bought this character having a super good time. Oh, wait, she also had like some some leftover pizza as well. Yeah, and yeah. she had, yeah she had toilet paper on her shoe, condom stuck in her hair. She was she was being the prop girl, but in a funny way. 
<laughs> the next stop was Rita Baga. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw Rita Baga come out, I cackled at the top of my lungs like an old witch, like Ursula the Sea Witch. This made me laugh so much. To be a mulleted, like a mullet lesbian in a, a shell suit, well, I don't know, what do they call shell suits in America and North America? Like a, like a track suit? A, a like, jogging jogging pants and a it's, it's very much it? like and they, and they reference it it's very much valerie cherish's character in the fictional <laughs> sitcom ruben board yes. <laughs> yes oh my god it so is i don't want to see that <laughs> so, and so she's wearing this she's wearing this outfit and she's got like like snow kind of splattered on her she's wearing some uggs that have seen better days and she's just like she's really struggling she doesn't want to be on that main stage and she's just <laughs> she's just like the lights are hurting her and she's shuffling down love so good it was it was it was like a masterpiece i think and then who was next oh well, actually producer brie said uh bright pink windbreaker suits that must be the american terminology so next was priyanka i loved priyanka's look did you like it priyanka i keep calling her priyanka yeah. i keep pronouncing priyanka. all over the place i know like i'm so posh priyanka I, I loved her look i thought it was so cool the way she just basically she'd made a dress out of like a puffer jacket she just did an extreme cinched belt with that big maple leaf on it. And then she had that, all that kind of like matted blonde hair underneath like a hat. And she was just walking like, she was like stumbling. She did such a good impression of someone who has woken up the next day, is still drunk, but it's daytime. So you're trying to act like a normal person. She did that. It was like a, it was genuinely like a character study. I was, I was like blown away by that little nuance of the performance of being still drunk, but trying to cover it up. It was really good. It was also great because Rita Baga, who we'd just seen on the stage, like didn't want to like her character didn't want to be there and was like pissed off. But Priyanka, like her character was like still having a lovely time. I was like yeah. kind of doing like, the walk of shame, but then kind of like really optimistic about it and maybe like well, drunkenly walking to brunch with the girls. Yeah, haven't you ever done that that walk of shame where you're like still drunk and so you like you wake up and you're literally like, the day is mine. I'm so good. Oh my god, I had sex. Da 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 and then you get home and you're like, oh my god, I'm so drunk and then you just fall asleep. I did yeah. that once after after your birthday in like two thousand and whatever, like a million years ago when you had the Hills themed birthday. Do you remember? I do. And then we all slept <laughs> We slept in your bed. Anyway, we won't go into those details of that. But then I just remember the next day I went home and I was still drunk and I fell over on the bus. I got on the bus thinking, and I was trying to, just like Priyanka, I was doing like, oh, I'm not drunk. I'm just going to do, I was like, I'm just going to get on the bus. I'm a normal person. But because it was like Saturday morning, everyone was just like, I felt like people would just have like, were holding, you know, bouquets of flour and like a, a baguette coming out of a shopping bag. And there was like <laughs> families. And I was dressed in that stupid outfit I wore to your party. And I just, I remember I went to reach for the pole to like stand and like hold myself and my depth perception was off because i was still drunk i just reached out and i just fell to the ground like on my face like <laughs> on the bus floor <laughs> i just stood up held the pole and just rode that bus all the way home <laughs> that was a great that was a great party i think we drank in honor of the hills we drank loads of vodka red bull we and did. i remember we, we repeatedly listened to heidi montag's song body language and then also <laughs> one one room in the house we designated the club and uh, my housemate sabrina stood there with a, a clipboard and would only let people in occasionally to like yeah, a was, room that no one was in it was lay do <laughs> Anyway, back to La Canada, eh? Um, also yes. trotting onto the main stage with Scarlet Bobo. Talk me through this look. 
Oh yeah, so I, I kind of like this book. It was this look. Sorry, it was like an iridescent bodysuit, um, and she done some kind of like icicles, and she was being very like. Burr. I liked the look. I didn't care for the characterization compared to the others. I felt like Priyanka and um, Rita really just encapsulated this theme. Mm. I tell you the thing that she did that was strongest out of all of them. I loved the the totally frozen earmuffs and hair. You know, like she, like she really, like I loved that yeah. kind of just totally frozen. Have I ever told you about the time I was in a club in Toronto and it was really, really? I got off a plane, I went to a club in Toronto. I was wearing a Spice Girls T-shirt and I didn't realize how cold it was. It was December, and then after the club, we got out and there'd been a <laughs> snowstorm and we couldn't get a taxi, <laughs> so we had to run. Um, just to keep ourselves warm to get back to the flat and I fell over in the snow face down and I remember lying there and I was really drunk I was like oh this is really comfy I could just fall asleep here and then I was like no <laughs> I was wearing I didn't I didn't realize how cold it was going to be and I was wearing those like fun like fashion gloves like fingerless gloves but it was oh, like yeah. Toronto in December it's like no 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 there's no there's like, no room for a fun frivolous fashion glove here yeah, like if you're a fingerless glove, you're going to lose the end of your fingers. <laughs> and I almost did. Okay, uh, the final anyway, category. What is it? It's this Ice Queen Eleganza. So this is the one where they really had to make everything, make the whole thing from scratch from that dumpster of icicle shit. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> so first we had, oh, they're coming for you. They're coming for Dolores Van Cartier. That's that's actually just the the siren for some of the fashion crimes we're about to see on the main stage. First up it, is I Jimbo. Where I, I go, I follow, I follow, I follow. Sorry, I took us on another sister act detail. I'm sorry. So yes, Jimbo, Jimbo trotted onto the main stage. I would say trotted, more like heavily shuffled, struggled onto the main <laughs> stage, clumped. <laughs> Clumped and shuffled. <laughs> Which he does yeah. at the best of times anyway. Even when he's yeah. not wearing an, an uncomfortable outfit, he is a stomper. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about this look. I agree with what the judges said in the sense that it just was, everything was kind of falling off. And I don't know. It, I just, I don't think Jimbo was being her usual like resplendent self. It was very kind of, the outfit was so overwhelming that she couldn't be her normal self. That's how I felt. Yeah, and it was a shame because I love that. I genuinely love that headpiece, but it was so heavy that he was struggling. Um, and I like the fact that the lining was like a, a kind of an Arctic blue, and everything was silver on the outside. But yeah, it just didn't quite. It yeah. didn't quite oh, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded oh, me of in Mermaids, Cher when she dresses up as a mermaid. Ah, oh. see, I was thinking it reminded me of some elements of it were like Mister Freeze in. Batman and Robin, you know, he has, um, you know, he has like the sexy ice girls. I think one of them is like Vivica Fox. It, it had some elements of that outfit to me. In fact, mm. just thinking about it, that would be a really good Halloween costume. One of those like ice girls from Batman and Robin. Okay. Put a pin in that. And just so our, just so our listeners are aware, we only recognize um, the Joel Schumacher <laughs> 1990s Batman <laughs> movies as canon. We do I not know. We do like Tim Burton, maybe fine, but we do not recognize any of the new Batman movies as canon. I know when people are like, Oh, I love Batman, I'm like, Oh, my favorite Batman is George Clooney. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I'm not joking, bitch. Okay, so let's talk about 
Rita's look. What did you think of Rita's look? I thought there were some elements here that I loved. Like I loved the weird kind of like frozen kind of hat thing um, with yeah. the, the ice going over her eyes and her ears, yeah. the frosty lip. I loved elements. I loved that she'd cut out the kind of giant, I don't know, like coral barnacle thing out of foam. Yes. And the, the thing I loved most of all were the nails in the hands. Like she yes. dipped her fingers into a frozen lake and they'd come out enchanted and, and all glistening. Yeah, I, I think I, I felt like the foam was a good structural idea, but I felt like you, as they said, like you could see the foam and even they said, oh, when you turned around, but actually you could see the foam even when she was just slightly turned to the left and the right. Yeah, and she was doing like a bit of a waddle as well in that outfit. Yeah. It was a, again, another struggle, um, another struggle of a... Yeah, just like a move. A movement struggle. Yeah, it was, mm. it was, that was unfortunate. And do you know what I, she, do you know what she, yeah, do you know what she would have benefited from is actually attending one of your movement classes that you do as part of your improv? Yeah, yeah. The UCB, like, they allow me to come and just, like, do some freelance classes, even though I'm not actually affiliated with the UCB because I have my own improv empire. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Priyanka, who I'm pronouncing differently in every single moment. Uh, Priyanka, let's talk about that way. Okay, I'm excited about Priyanka from the neck up in this look. Oh. Uh, the rest of it, I do not care for. In fact, let's just, because I'm interested in positivity, not negativity. Yeah, she was wearing a bodysuit and that weird paper cage. It looked shit. Let's talk about that neck up. Oh, just the, the like the dappling of like the snow and on her neck. Oh, it was just exquisite. Do you remember the last one, week? I don't want to call you out on this, Ben, but do you remember last week you said you're not sure if Priyanka could do makeup? I, I stand by it in that she can only do one look of makeup. Like it's it's all it's all very Priyanka theme, but maybe that's good. Maybe it's just her brand. Like every time she she kind of starts with that um that kind of cat eye, big thick Alexandra Burke, shout out to the UK, uh <laughs> eye, and then just does stuff around it. Do you know what I mean? There's there's not a huge amount of versatility there. Do you know what yeah. else we to shout out to? I know we're not talking about her from the neck down, but one thing that was strong is that she had a bit of like you know, her, her outfit started silver at the top and then it slowly in a kind of gradient got more and more blue down to the bottom, which I appreciated. Yeah, she she's she suffered from that exact that exact thing of like if she could have constructed it, it would have been an absolute serve. I believe that her taste level is good. She she knows what she can do, she just can't quite pull it off in those those respects, you know? Yeah. Her taste level is yeah. like good and glamorous in a sort of, as we said before, like a Beyonce, um, Sasha Fierce era. Like that's yeah. kind of her, that's kind of her world. Aesthetic. What about um, Bobo? What did you think of this look? I thought I'm this, I have to say, I thought this was really cool and I was obviously really worried about it, but it was a kind of like a punky, um, like a, a, a punky frozen little red riding hood type situation I, with kind of like rip fur and a hood and it, this could have gone very, very wrong, but she, I don't know, she balanced out. She, it, it, it was kind of cool. Yeah, this is it. This, she, this is what I was saying earlier in the episode. Like, she's not funny, but she can pull together a fucking look and a half. She's, mm-hmm. she's you know, even though she's not my favorite queen of, of this season of Canada, she's still a queen that if I knew I was going to see her perform, I would be excited to see what looks she, like, brought to it. So, you know, it, I felt kind of a bit annoyed that Lemon wasn't in the th- this episode when we were w- doing it last week. But actually, I felt everything was everything was how it should be when I watched this episode. I was like, she deserves to be here just as much as the rest of them, and she really fucking did it in that look. And, 
Yeah, and I think also just we've just seen Priyanka on the stage, then it goes to Bobo. Priyanka isn't cool in her aesthetic, whereas I do think yeah. Bobo can be cool in what she yeah. does. 100%. Absolutely. You're just like, yeah, you look, yeah, you're right. You're like, you look cool. Can't argue with it. Okay, critiques. Let's run through these pretty quick because you know what? Yeah. We've already we've already given the game away with a few of them. Okay, so Jimbo, first of all. Um they what did they say about Jimbo actually? I don't fully remember. Oh, well they were critiquing they, the headpiece falling off. Yeah, um, they they had they really just had a problem with the mainly had a problem with the Ice Queen Eleganza look from her, which was fair enough, I think. Right. Yeah, and and as we knew, Michelle had issue with the the makeup. It was too white. Um, mm. and, and in general, they were saying, you know, when they, whether it was just the squirrel friends, they're worried about Jimbo being too comfortable. Like she hadn't. Um, and I think it was Jeff who was saying, like, you know, it was missing an element of of polish and and slightly, yeah. uh, I don't know, not given up, but hadn't elevated this week. Yes. Yeah, no, I think, and I think that was a fair, a fair critique actually. And then, yeah, Rita Bagger, they kind of said they loved her first look and then, uh, you know, but it was, they loved the character of it, but it was like too simple and, and, yes. you know, it, it felt like a reveal. And then again, I didn't quite agree with this where they said the walk of shame was like a, like a performance art piece and not a drag piece. I was like, well, I think that that's being a little bit narrow minded about the definition what drag of drag is drag is it's like 100%. to me that was high drag it was like no you can play you play any character and he was playing and she was playing like a, like a really like a butch lesbian in like a tracksuit it was amazing so i'm 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 not happy with that critique but uh you know fine at least they said it was amazing and also i pissed off because it was fun to go from that second look to then like the third look which is super glam you know it was yeah i thought i thought it showed range now with that third look and i 100 percent agree they were saying you know you should have cinched in at the waist and if you couldn't yeah. cinch in at the waist you pad around the ass to give you a shape and i agree yeah yeah that i the, she, the, i guess they're right it's just that the, the construction of that top thing with the the foam in it it was just so like up and out that if you're going to do that up and out up there, everything else is just going to have to be up and out as well, because it's kind of, it's big, which is, which does make sense. And I think sometimes maybe when you do such a big thing there, you almost feel like you need to do big hair to kind of offset it as well. Whereas to do like mm-hmm. a bald look in the crowd, you kind of look like a tiny little pea head in that kind of big kind of construction thing on the front, you know? Yeah. Who was anyway. next? Uh, Priyanka. <laughs> I don't know why I'm speaking like I'm so posh. It's because I'm drunk. This is actually something I've been told before. I go very posh when I'm drunk. Just it's this weird reflex. So they said, yeah, her CEO look, CEO look was hysterical, which it fucking was. It was so funny, you know. And they said that they loved that she, you know, did such another strong character for the second look. But obviously, they dragged her, you know, to hell for that, you know, for the um, the third, third look. look. Yeah. The third look. I mean, yeah, there was no hiding it. And and also like, you know, Priyanka herself was like, yeah, totally. She like agreed. Exactly. That that wasn't one of those, like, I can't believe they don't like my drag moments. She was just like, I knew I was just absolutely wigging it with that look, you know? Okay. Next up was Scarlet Bobo. Um, They, what did they say? Oh yeah. They liked the fact that she did a full on suit as the CEO look. And I agree. It was like, yeah, you took it a different way. Um, Look two was a Bukaki gangbang uh, left out in the snow. And I like that bit because like they won't leave that in in the edit. And they did. Cheeky. Yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I agreed with them as well. They were right. Like you, you can't, you just can't argue with 
she she really pulled it out of the bag for this episode, which was actually very like well timed. Totally. Kind of very well, well, well yeah, idea, I, th- I think. I think Jeff said backstage or, you know, when it's the squirrel friends, like peaking at the exact right moment. And that's absolutely true because yeah, yeah they did find her third look, a real triumph, which, um, you know, it was the we- best, it was the best of those, of all those looks for that, for that, um, category, like hands down, it looked yeah. very just polished and great, which I have to say it, it, it was the best of a bad bunch. I will say. Yeah, that's 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 a little unfortunate. <laughs> yes, but you're you're right. <laughs> okay, then while they're on the stage, they did a little section where they held up pictures of their childhood selves, and they all had to sort of give advice to oh, yeah. this um, is, child this themselves. Is a, this is a drag race staple. This is like, you know, where they pick up that picture of little Ben in Scotland, and they're like, "What was your drag name again?" Julianne Hoare. Julianne, what advice would you have for little Ben in Scotland? I'd be like, I just want to say to little Ben, you need to do more coke. <laughs> oh my God, is that your advice? In your 20s, just do more coke. Yeah. You're only going to be able to do it. <laughs> you have a finite window of time to really enjoy recreational drugs. Just do them because yeah. that window is about to close hard. <laughs> I was I was genuinely waiting for someone to make more of a joke throughout all of this. Again, very British of me, but like I was like, oh, I feel deeply uncomfortable with this. Them all like giving giving advice to their childhood selves. I'm like, where's the joke? Where's the gag? That's so funny. Oh my god, you you just got me really good with that, Ben. Oh my god. Okay, let's let's run through these. Okay, so uh, Jimbo was basically said to to James, you know, your beautiful, talented, creative individual, stay strong. And as you know, take your mum's advice, have always have the best time and others will join you, which was like, I actually, I thought that was a really strong, I really normally hate when people repeat things that people have, you know, like advice, cause it's just really, no one cares, but that was very, again, I keep saying this episode clean and concise. Yeah. And also <laughs> clean it's nice and concise to get advice. A bit of back of Jimbo's backstory. Cause as, as we said, we haven't had a huge amount about it. So yeah. actually that was a lovely little moment. Who was next? Uh, next was Jean-Francois, which is obviously uh, Miss Rita Baguer. And he said, be patient. You will have several lives. You will move 20 different times, but this is not define you. Follow your care. You will be born an artiste. I just want to do a I, translation for the non-French speakers. Fraser said, follow your cœur, which is heart. That is heart in French. Yes, which is obviously, again, cœur de la mer, translation, heart of the ocean from Titanic. Anyway... Oh. <laughs> Okay, um, next up we had Priyanka. Now Priyanka, I, I don't know if it was here or elsewhere, but you know, Priyanka yeah. was speaking to Mark and she was saying <laughs> that, you know, her mom gave her and her brothers like white names, like Mark, Steve, and Rich or whatever they were, because they so didn't want, didn't want them to get bullied or stand out. I thought like, oh and Priyanka's picture was like of him, you know, wearing a little backpack, trotting off to school. And oh I this was this was pretty heartbreaking. Um, this was the most you know, adorable picture. I bet, oh. like, I felt like I imagined you have a picture that looks exactly like that picture of Priyanka. You're saying that I was an adorable child? Yeah, I bet you were. That you had a little pink neon backpack and you were adorable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I did insist on wearing all pink for a lot of my childhood. There we go. I knew it. Nope. <sighs> Taking me. a sip of her whispering angel. I can hear it. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was finished. basically like, Go tell your go tell your teacher that you're a homo. Just be gay. Um, and then she was pretty emotional. She was like, "Brooklyn, put the picture down." And Brooklyn yeah. just like kept on holding it. 
which I enjoyed. <laughs> She's such a torturer. And then uh, Scarlet Bobo's real name is Maddie, Maddie, Matty, which was, I don't know why, but it was a shock to me. I couldn't imagine Scarlet was called like Matthew. And then she, you know, she just, she talked about her mom and, you know, she said, your mom's going to be a whole world. And um, at times you're going to want everything to end and you could just give up. But no matter how hard, keep pushing through. And that was obviously very poignant. That was a nice moment. They were all nice moments. Like this, you know, we can't, there's nothing we can say to that. It's just, it is lovely. So let's just deal with it. <laughs> what would you, what would you, what would you say to young Fraz? God, I don't know. I'd be just like, actually, if we're going to get like real about it, I'd be like, Oh God. Oh God. She's had some wine. She's had some whispering angel. It's the whispering angels talking. Let's hear it. Like, like there's something that's going to happen to you in a maths class at school. And when that happens, instead of just going and sitting in your seat and like feeling sad, like you did, you need to go over to that person that said that thing to you and you need to grab him by the throat and slam him down into the ground and then just fucking beat his ass. And then everyone will just like carry out of the classroom triumphantly and be like, Fraser, Fraser. So that would be my advice to young Fraser. Okay. So let's talk about untucked backstage. Let's whip through it real quick. Cause there wasn't really okay. actually that much that we you talked about in this. You hit bit. me. You see it. You do it. This is where Priyanka mentioned her mom giving her her, and her brother's white name so they wouldn't get bullied, which is just so sweet and funny and sad and everything all in one go. Um, you know, like Rita's saying, like, I think you're going to win this challenge to Scarlett. You know, they talked about how iconic it was to get critiqued by Michelle Visage. And then there was just like a fun, a fun little kind of little thread that went through this of Priyanka just drinking everyone else's drinks. And they just kept showing her holding double fisting with two drinks and just like, I swear they added slurping sound effects for this. The sound effects department were again, were on point as always. And she was just like, and then she asked for a producer. She asked, she asked for a refill and the producer says like, we're cutting you off. <laughs> and it was fun because like, she was like, I want some more vodka. So like answered the question, Oh, those are vodka drinks. The big vodka cran. They're all drinking. Also shout we out. Said, there was we a- did we say vodka cran? There was also an orange juice there that looked very curdled, like a very thick orangey drink. Just shout out to that. <laughs> shout out to curdled orange juice. <laughs> All right, should we get to the, um, the kind of final judging moment? Yes. So who won? So here, Scarlet Bobo's named the winner um, <laughs> and won a seven-day trip for two to Vienna. Good prize. Good prize. Yeah, solid prize. And, then, and also this was, this was good because it was like, for me, you know, I've been saying for a long time that it wasn't, you know, that it, Boba wasn't going to get to the final. So yeah. her winning was a lovely moment because she hasn't won a maxi challenge so far. And then it automatically gets her, shoves her through to the final. So I was like, I yeah. have no clue what's going to happen now. Yeah, I, got, I, I was, I was very nervous at this point. And actually I have to be completely transparent and let you know that I got so nervous that I skipped forward like a few seconds on some of these decisions because I couldn't handle them. <laughs> making me wait because i was getting really nervous i was like i just need to know so i was doing that like little 10 second kind of skip thing anyway priyanka as i'm calling her this episode was safe so she is also so scarlet bobo and priyanka are in the final of drag race canada which is crazy which is happening next week and there was a there was a lovely moment where priyanka trots to the back of the stage and her and scarlet like we're in the final we're going to be in the final it's like it was very much like forget about what else is happening in the stage we're in the final so we're good yeah, Bobo, like she goes, she goes, we fucking did it. We fucking did it. And they've kept it in her. We fucking did it. <laughs> I liked that. So then this obviously means that Jimbo and Rita were in the bottom two. And uh, I can't fault them for putting them there. But it was just hard to watch because I know it was two people who I love. And I feel like throughout this whole show, I've not had to 
I've not had to make that decision as much. Maybe last week because I loved lemon, but like most of the time you're like, oh, well, I, I know who I would quite like to go home. So I'm not that fast, but this was really a tough, I was about to say Sophie's choice, but maybe we shouldn't use that reference point because it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. I would say you were very much Natalie and Brulia torn by this situation. Yes, 100%. Cause I just, I was like, well, I was like, well, Jimbo's got the kind of the creativity, but Rita Bagger's just like a star, you know? So, oh, no. So they were singing. It. They were singing to Tegan and Sarah's Closer, a great song. Love that song. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried. I was worried about this lip sync for many of the reasons that you've pointed out, but mainly because they're both wearing very uncomfortable outfits. I was like, they're yes. not going to be able to do like, they're not going to be able to do much. Cumbersome. Cumber- clunk-a-lunk. Clunk-a-lunk, icy, snowy, scratchy. Some real scratchy outfits. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think, I think obviously, I guess, I guess there's this thing, there must be some like producer backstage thing where they say you cannot modify your outfit for the lip sync until you are on the stage, which is why Rita brought those scissors in her cleavage. Right. Do you think that's like oh. a producer thing? Yeah. Obviously, I think so. like you, you don't, yeah. Up. Yeah. And I, I, I have to say I was, I was, it started, they're both clunking around uncomfortable. It was difficult because I was, I wanted Rita to win this. It was difficult because Rita's gorgeous makeup and headpiece covered her eyes. So she's missing out and being able to emote and use her eyes in this lip sync for her life, which is a real struggle. So I was so pleased when she whipped out those scissors and started like attacking herself. I'm like, good job. And I felt like she, she, like, God, I, again, this is maybe more of my theatrical and kind of comedy and movement improv background coming in. But I felt like she expressed herself with her body in a way that it didn't matter that her eyes were covered. Once she yeah. started getting into like funny of it, she was like, when she, she did that like little shimmy to make her bodice move. And from that moment onwards, she, she suddenly got it. She was like, oh, I'm just going to be funny. And she was really funny for the rest of it. You know, when she was like, so on funny. all fours and like saying, I want you to be closer and was like pointing into like her, asshole basically i was just like yeah that's what i want to see yeah and then but it was and jimbo was just like struggling with that head that mermaid's head piece and just and and not really emoting with his face much he looked very like spaced out jimbo do you know what i mean yeah i felt like like he was um trying to keep the headpiece on and also trying to keep the hair out of his face there was just a lot of like staticness in his hands and arms and then you could just yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as a, a slam dunk from Jimbo like I thought it would be. Whereas Rita just like slashed that dress off and just fucking went for it. She was great. You know she was funny. Do you, know, do you know what I would have done? I would have been Jimbo struggling with the headpiece. Then I would have done a comedy fall because the headpiece is so heavy. Yeah. Well, that actually brings us to obviously the result, which is <laughs> Rita is told Shantae you stay, and Jimbo is asked to sashay away. I am going to say. This might be my favorite exit from Drag Race from any season, any country, any franchise that has ever been. Well, you're far more versed in the many, many worldwide races than I am. But I have to say this after a pretty lackluster performance by Jimbo in the lip sync, this exit was phenomenal. She slowly walks to the back of the stage. Well, she can't move quick in that outfit. And she slowly (laughs) turns and you think she's going to say something emotional. She drops to her knees and just shouts, why? And fuck you. And then just slowly like drags herself on all fours off stage. She slithered off of the stage like like she'd been shot. It was very funny. (laughs) It was beautiful. And then obviously... Even better, she went to, like, they went backstage and, you know, get that kind of exit interview. And she was just like, and like, I don't know, she just was very funny. Her mirror message was funny. 
And then do you remember that final shot was just her smearing the lipstick on her face, staring into the mirror? uh, Yeah. Like terrifying. Yeah. Very like what happened to baby Jane, just her being like, and they like made her laugh echo. They really, again, that sound department were like, we're going to give Jimbo that exit she needed. She went out with such a bang. It was like a thrill. I actually was thrilled when the episode ended. And, was, and yeah, I didn't want her to go. It was a real triumph. Totally. It was a real triumphant exit. Like a real mm. good on you. Yeah. And now we have the fucking top three. So obviously, as they always do with, with Drag Race, they say, are you team Scarlet, team Priyanka, or team Rita Bagger? And then that's like what we're going to have to move forward into the final. I'll ask you that question. Who, what team are you? I gotta say, I gotta say Rita. I'm a, I love Priyanka, but I'm a Risa gal at heart. What team are you? Yeah. Uh, exactly the same. I have been championing Priyanka from the start of the show and I love her, but she's going to be a worthy runner up to the absolute queen that is Rita Bagger. I love Rita. She's an original. She's a weirdo. She's funny. She's nice. She's French. She's everything. Like she's, she's, she's one of a kind in a way that I really want to see her win the show. As much as I love the other two, well, well, Priyanka and, and the, you know, a good Scarlet Herju, I like the other two, but they are very much products of the TV show, whereas Rita Bagger is 100% an original. Total original. And yeah. we will find out next week in the final episode of Drag Race Canada oh, what the hell are you going to be? I'm going to be in Idaho next week. So get oh, excited uh-oh. for the train, the train noises that are going to be happening. It's going to be actually a moose, just a moose walking past me as I do it from a field doing, in Idaho. Are you even going to have Wi-Fi in Idaho? I'm, I'm concerned. Am I going to be doing this recap alone? Because <laughs> that's, that's, tonight has proven I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> You're just going to be like talking to a mirror next week. Hey, everyone, if you want to hear more from us, do give a little listen to our podcast, You're Welcome America. You can find it in all the pod shops. You can also find us on Instagram, You Are Welcome America. Get involved. We talk about British American culture. We dig deep. We go for it. We have fun. Don't we, Fraser? Yes. We really do. And we've got a new episode actually out uh, this week. So have a listen. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Canada's Drag Race Recap. The episode was produced by Brie Weiss, producer Brie. We love her. Uh, be sure to join us next week for the final. And we will be there for the, the final of Canada's Drag Race Season 1. So from me and Ben, goodbye. You're welcome. Bye.